0: Welcome to 420 and 3Xs. It's the Smoke Show podcast. I'm your host, Smokey, bringing you the realest conversations that we source live from you, our fans and listeners. This Smoke Show is a collaboration of hard work, our tough conversations, and global support. I direct the boat while you, the listeners, lift our sails and choose our final destination. We like to get real, we like to be vulnerable, we like to talk about real situations and relatable problems, interesting topics, and things that aren't often on the table for general conversation. I hope that you'll join us either live on our YouTube stream or later on on your favorite podcast platform when you have the chance. Get all our information at our website, smokylive.com. but while you're here, why don't you roll one up, kick up your feet, take a deep breath. We've created a safe space where you can come, relax, get cozy, and really be yourself. Find a space where you can open your mind, share your heart, and get ready to dive deep. It's my hope that these conversations we share will help each of us to create a better relationship and connection with ourselves and with each other. So let's get ready for the topic of the week. Let's go! Welcome back. It's Smokey. We're here today live on stream with another conversation. Tonight we are talking about the power of group influence. Now, I don't have anything really prepared tonight. A couple brainstormed ideas. I'm really going to leave it up to the chat and see how much interaction we get on this. We've talked about it a little bit and somebody volunteered this as a topic a few weeks back and I I found it extremely interesting. Um, I think it's a really cool idea Just the way that the group think can influence our behaviors, influence society. It's just going to be really fun to pull apart. So I hope you guys are ready. We're going to try to take a, a good look at ourselves and the people around us. See how we influence, interact, work together, whether we're making progress or more destructive. We'll have to see. I don't know. So this tonight is about group influence. I hope you're ready. Thanks guys for tuning in tonight. Tonight we are unpacking the topic of group influence. Group meaning, I don't know, what do you guys think? More than three? Three or more people? What constitutes a group? I guess we should start there. (laughs) But group influence, so when you're a part of a quote-unquote group that we're going to define um, and basically you all share the same ideas. So it's like two people out of the group or the majority of the group think one way. So then the lesser half or the disagreeing half or portion or few members will maybe kind of move along and decide, oh, well, maybe I'm going to move to their frame of thinking because so many people think this way that it is got to be right. It's got to be right. (laughs) This is group think. Um, I think it shows up in other ways too. I think it happens a lot in social structures. So not just like in friends and family, but society saying like, you know, if you do something weird and people are like, oh my God, that's weird. Um, <laughs> that is a good, in, a good, uh, example, I would say of group influence where people don't do that weird thing. Let's say, I don't know. Um, walk around, walk around naked. People don't do that. People don't walk around naked because you'd be like, ew. And so many people believe in that ew about that, concept, that now, the group is influenced that this is not okay. Is <laughs> basically the, the example that I'm making here. All right, we got Mikey jumped in, and Mikey says, I was influenced by my mom to be respectful to others and to treat others how I want to be treated. Totally. Yeah, influence just based upon your upbringing. Um, that kind of influence, your household influence is huge. Some people can live up and grow up in some pretty insane dynamics very destructive, very disturbing situations and not even realize it. Like be completely unfazed because the group or the household or the family members all are supporting whatever it is and because it's acceptable, we accept it. And maybe you, you know, you've been a part of one of these households or you have a friend or, you know, you know somebody and they don't even realize it or you haven't realized it until you're much older, until you start realizing that hey, this isn't the same. And then the larger group can influence. It's interesting how this works, isn't it? Older siblings. Congress we have. Yeah, groups. Politics. That's one of them that I wrote down too. Was political group think? Oh my God. Like, there are so many examples of this. Especially like, what are we calling it? Are we calling it the attack on the Capitol? The insurgent? Like, I don't know what we're calling it, but whatever that was, uh, That would be group influence. (laughs) I wouldn't say that half of those people, even a quarter of those people that broke into D.C. and interrupted Congress, um, I don't know that they would have done that on their own. You know, I think that they probably felt the strength in numbers, right? January 6th riots, that's what we're calling them. Okay, January 6th riots... (laughs) Thank you. I never really know the right terms to use. Like, I never know what to say. <laughs> I never know what to call anything. The January 6 riots. So, yeah, that was totally group influence, I think. I mean, it takes a lot to convince people to do some of what was done, I would say. You know, or what's another example? Does anybody have an example from like growing up of group influence? Something that you were influenced in? to do that you wouldn't have done that maybe turned out funny or maybe worked out. Um, I can think of, obviously, peer pressure is the big one. And we did throw that around before when we were kind of brainstorming on this. We were talking about peer pressure. And I think peer pressure, there's, you know, we were, we were raised that there's positive and negative peer pressure, right? Like, like the positive one is the one that supports the greater good and like what everybody wants you to be doing. Uh, And the negative peer pressure is more destructive and more um, rebellious, you know, uncontained, uncontrollable. So people really like that positive peer pressure. I think the whole thing, peer pressure is peer pressure. If your peers are pressuring you on something, it could be good or bad. It doesn't matter. I think peer pressure is to push someone else's agenda. That's what it feels like to me. Like peer pressure is is when you might not feel that way, but someone is trying to push their agenda or influence you to feel the way that they feel, and then you feel the pressure to behave that way. Um, Dave says here it's just doing something to feel included. So maybe you wouldn't be interested in it, but you did it anyways because you felt like you were part of the guys. You know, and that could be a good thing. Maybe you joined a sports team and it made a huge impact on your life. Or maybe you were picking on someone and it made you feel like absolute crap later. It could go either way, but to fit in. Um, Wayne says the Red Sox winning the first World Series started out as a huge celebration and grew so out of control it turned into a deadly riot. Yes. Yes, it did. That was insane. Um, And that's just over sports. Like, think about how insane the group influences... Over it's and I'm not, I'm not, I love sports. I've always been an athlete. Um, I love to play, I love to train, I love to watch sports. I understand how it could influence your day if your favorite team loses or something happens or your player gets hurt or whatever. Um, but to allow it to get you to the point where people's lives are not only being impacted but ended. That's a really insane group influence. It's almost like the power of the people and the collective overpowers our individual minds. Why is that? I have no idea how that works, but it happens. I think it's just like follow the leader. You know, like, one per. well, he's doing it, so I'll do it. You know, they always have that, that famous, um, you know, like, I don't know, analogy, I'm going to say, or, you know, the the phrase of, well, if your friends jumped off of a bridge, would you do it? But, like, I don't know, there's been times in my life where I wasn't going to jump off the bridge, but I was going to let my friends go first, and if they made it, I was jumping next. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You know, um, no, I wouldn't just jump off the bridge first, Mom. <laughs> but if number one and two go, I'm definitely in. <laughs> that was me growing up. Group influence was, you know, I let it happen. It shaped me. <laughs> if everyone else jumped off the bridge, Wayne says, absolutely. That's so funny. The power of group influence can be both positive or negative. You're right, Dave. Let's think of positive ways because it's very easy to think of negative ones. I would say if we're thinking um, positive ones to start out and then we'll go to the negative ones because they're easier. So some of the ways that group influence can help in a positive way um, that have impacted me in a positive way was sports. Like I said, sports was really big for me. Um, My adolescence was not normal. And I'm one of those people who's grown up now to realize that it wasn't normal. Um, And I think that the only way I really survived it, like mentally um, and physically, was because I played sports. That was huge for me. That was a really big deal. And that was a positive influence, positive impact, you know. Um, Weight watchers meetings. Oh, that's a great idea. Support groups. Support groups are great influence because they aren't so much about like pushing an agenda. It's more like sharing accountability. So there's a fine line there, it looks like. I guess that's a good way of kind of judging it. We can kind of see a difference. You know, one way that you can tell if it's positive or negative peer pressure is maybe The poor group influence, that is going to be really pushing an agenda, one that doesn't align with you. But something that's uplifting or good group influence is going to hold you accountable to something that you do believe in. So I'm just going to note that there. This is a cool discovery. So there's the first point that we have. (laughs) Group influence someone might need some help, but need people to join them so they go as a group together. Yeah, it's like girls going to the bathroom. It's always the biggest joke, but it's true. Now, why is it that when one girl has to go and all the rest do? Because we do move in packs because it's a protective thing. It's protection. It's ancient. It's primal. It's also necessary, even still in 2023, which is terrible, but it's good to move in groups. So yeah, you get a little scared to go by yourself. You're not sure where you're going to go. It's better to go as a group. But it could be in other things too, like just saying you need help. Like maybe needing to go to a support meeting, but not wanting to go by yourself because you don't want to stand out and you don't want to go and look stupid. It is hard the first time. So maybe going as friends. That might be- Yeah, we've got Wayne says G-A-A-A-N-A, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. That is the power of positive group influence for sure. Dave says, you become a version of the five people you spend the most time around. So be influenced by people who you are inspired to be like. I love that. And I think that that's um, probably very accurate. I do feel that way. I feel like there are some people that you're around because you don't even want, like, it's not because you want to be, but like, maybe you work with them. Or maybe it's like, you're on a project with them, or they're just, you're, born in the same family. As them. <laughs> you might be born as their sibling or you know you're just genetically attached. Um, there's different reasons but like you'll start to be like that person whether you like them or you're trying to chill or not like you will pick up things from them. You might pick up like some phrase that they say. You might um, pick up a, a silent habit or answer the phone the same way You might even pick up a new favorite food. One of their munchies becomes your favorite munchie. It's true, though. Dave is right. It's habits. (laughs) Wayne says here he spends way too much time on stream with stoners. (laughs) And you're still not smoking, are you, Wayne? That's because you are a brick house. He's tough as nails, this guy. (laughs) He's not going to be influenced by us. It makes sense, though. I get what you're saying, law of attraction. I also think that, um, I mean, we talk about law of attraction all the time, but I do think that it's easier and more comfortable to hang out with people who may be um, not as far in life or as successful or as not at the same place as you. It's easier to hang out with people not beneath you, but like that aren't on the same frequency. It's easier to be the best in the room. It's easier to be the best in the group. But that doesn't say much about you. And it's not really, like, stimulating you to be better. So when you hang out with a group like that, you can't always expect to be the leader. And I see a, I've see, seen a lot of people become very disillusioned. Like, I've seen people, it's especially with men. I don't see it as much as with women, but I'm just going to throw this out there. So let's say guys really get attached to their friendships. Like, when they make friends, whether it's early in school, elementary all the way through, whether it's a cousin, whether it's college... If you're really good friends with somebody and you have this strong friendship and it's been formed at an earlier age, sometimes these people get a pass in our life as we age. We were homies then. He was there for me then. We've been through it all this time. And guys think like this, like, so it's forever, man. That's my homie. That's my dog. That's my dude. And suddenly, this guy doesn't make as much progress in life as the other guy. One guy starts doing a lot more and he's climbing the ladder and the other guy's really just kind of getting in trouble or having a harder time or whatever it is. And he starts pulling more shit, right? Like, he's not as cool. This guy becomes more dead weight, but we're forgiving because we've known them for this long and that's my dude, that's my homie, that's my guy, right? But really, this dude, homie, guy is dead weight. He's really beneath you. He's not vibrating at the same frequency. And when you're hanging out with him, you're not influencing him in a positive way. If you were, he would be growing. (laughs) He would have been moving forward, but he's not looking for that, right? So to hang out with him, you're only going to be brought down. Like, that's the only way. And I think, I think especially Men have problems with friends in their friend group and they can suddenly, you will see as men are in their 30s and 40s, that there are some that have transitioned out of that old way of life and they've become new people, they've progressed, they've evolved, but they hang out with a bunch of schmucks because they've known them, because they're my guys, these are my dudes, you know what I mean? And it's not helping anybody. So I think that can sometimes, um, group influence, even that leader, he, he will think That he is, he'll know that he's better. He's not on the same, he's on a different frequency. He's got his stuff together. But when he hangs out with them, he will not realize that he is operating at their level. He drops himself down every time he hangs out with them. It's the same with women in family relationships, I find. Women have a harder time with the family relationships. Well, but that's my grandmother or that's my auntie or that's my sister that's family, that's blood. These are my people. So where men are more like friends, I think women tend to have these more toxic or chaotic relationships with family. It sounds like me and my closest friends dave says did i did I just uh, define you? <laughs> it's a tribal thing. Like crap hits the fan, and you're in the zombie apocalypse. You need a strong bond to have your back. Yeah. But when was the last zombie apocalypse? You know? (laughs) And I'm not saying, like, we're definitely apocalyptic right now. Like, who knows? Anything could happen at any time, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. But we need to also be practical. Just because you know someone, just because it's convenient, because you're comfortable with them, does not make them a good person, does not make them a good friend, And it does not make them a good influence. Those are three things that aren't just acquired, they're earned. So we really have to be careful with the groups we're hanging around because suddenly then our standards will be lowered because we've been comfortable with them. It's easy. Walking away from that bond is hard to walk away from, says Wayne. There must be some people that you have in mind as I'm saying this. Yes, and I don't think you actually have to walk away from the bond. I think that that's the big, that's the biggest thing. It's not all or nothing. No one's ever saying, get rid of these friends or don't socialize with them. What I am saying is, take a look at your group. Look at the people that you give a pass, and then look at how much time you're spending, How much of your resources, your free time, when you're available, are you spending with these people? And then just kind of evaluate that because if you're hanging out with them all the time and they're clearly not operating on the same level that you are, you're doing yourself no favors. It doesn't mean cut them off. It doesn't mean tell them how it is. It means keep moving forward with life. It means not giving them a pass. It means saying, hey, this is kind of messed up. Or, I don't do that anymore. (laughs) That's not ending a friendship. That's actually influencing one. So, that's important, I would say. And if you find that you're hanging out with an older crowd or with people that you associated with as an older version of yourself, then start building a group that can influence you in a higher way. So, find people that you admire, people that inspire you. It's gonna take actual work. That's the difference. It's easy, so we can be lazy when we want to just fall back on our friend group. But to make new friends and new connections, to be influenced by a positive group, it's going to take effort. So I think we got another thing here. So if it is easy and comfortable, it's probably not a positive peer pressure. It's not group influence in the best way. It's just... Comfort. Comfort is kind of like, I'd say, eh, if you're aiming for comfort or pleasure, then it's probably negative peer pressure. It's probably a positive peer pressure or group think if it's a little uncomfortable, if it makes you step out of your box a little bit. That's positive influence, group influence. It is all about evolving, Misfit. Wayne says, I think men are wired to seek that bond so we know we have that tribe we can rely on. Yes, I would agree. There's probably something there. Absolutely. It could just be a primal thing. It could just be an easy thing. Um, It's just the way that you're wired, totally. But it is something to look at, something to consider even so. But you're probably right. It's very primitive. I have friends who are friends who run in different circles, have different careers, but we have similar interests, which keeps the connection. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. And that, that layer right there, of breaking it down of different types of friends and what you have them around for, is super important. Hopefully, the ones who are running in different circles—I love how you said that—than you are, um, aren't draining you. That's how you know it's not a negative group influence. It's not—it's not pulling you in a different direction or in some place of exhaustion, right? Your resources are okay, so you know that even though this guy is a little bit wonky and he's doing some crazy shit on the weekends. He's really fun to go bowling with and you've been bowling with him for 30 years. So why the hell would you stop now? He's a good time. And then you leave it at the bowling alley. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. And you can maintain your relationships. But it's important to look at your group because these people are influencing you. If you are somebody who needs to wake up early in the morning, do not hang out with a bunch of people who sleep in past noon their whole schedule is going to be different than you. This group is not going to influence you in a good way. doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just not going to work out. I'm very fortunate that I can say the people I spend the most time with all have one quality or another that I truly admire, and that is so important. So important. You have to admire something about somebody or respect them for some reason other than just knowing them forever, (laughs) I would say. And we handpick our group because our group can influence us. Not at all. They're all positive connections. Love that. That's so great. So we talked about peer pressure. Wayne had brought up an interesting idea about astrology. What about, let's say, like, the whole world says you're supposed to feel this way or be this way. And so you feel kind of influenced by that, by the weight of expectation, That kind of group influence. The kind where you're more well-received or more respected when you go to church or your family is more legitimate if you have a heterosexual marriage Um, or children are only acceptable after marriage. Things like this that is like groupthink – That has been plaguing society for so long that you almost expect yourself to have to do these things. What about that? The weight of expectation. It's perfectly phrased. It does feel like the weight of expectation. Has anybody ever gone through that? I have. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to share their story. If you do, you can pop in the box. Um, For me, there was a lot of expectation when I was growing up and um, I grew up in a very cult-like church. Um, We were there all the time. They drained our resources. They took my parents. It was like this whole shared, it was insane. It was a cult for sure. But the expectation of who I would be as a human being, was laid out perfectly clear for me at a very young age, and I knew um, what I was expected from very, very young, you know, Um, and I needed to be perfect, I needed to be pious, I needed to be um, pure, all these expectations, and if I didn't do any of those things, of course, I was going to burn in a fiery pit, right? I'm going to hell. And not only that, I will be hurting everyone around me. I will destroy my family. I'll break my mother's heart. I mean, and they're telling this to me when I'm like five, six years old, right? So the expectations of who I needed to be from a very young age really impacted me. And I tried to do the best that I could to be perfect, but it was never good enough. And I got to the point where, you know, when I was a a preteen, I'm probably like, 12, 13, 14 years old, probably 12 or 13. And I started self-harming. I didn't even know anything about it. I didn't even know it was a real thing. I just started doing it, um, you know, like it was just instinctual. And that was the weight of expectation. I didn't know how to vent it. Um, Self-harm is not something that I ever encourage. And if that's a trigger to anyone Um, I do apologize, and I do encourage anyone to reach out if that is a situation because there is hope. I have been there. It's something that I did have to recover from, and I do understand, um, and I want to say that it's not something that is too late. You can fix it. You can learn how to love yourself, Um, and I did learn that, but the weight of expectation caused me to snap at a pretty young age. Brady and I were married for eight years before we decided to think about having a child. For years, everyone around us would continually gripe. We need to have them now. Oh my gosh, more than one. What are you waiting for? On and on and on. Oh my God. The weight of expectations. Okay, we're married. Now you must have children. Why haven't you started yet? Are you not going to have children? Are you no longer interested in children? What are you waiting for? There's going to be... I mean, I can't even imagine how... Rude. <laughs> How rude to even have an opinion about someone's life other than your own and especially something so personal, so intimate, something that you should never have to explain to someone else. But society makes it such an expectation. It's just there. People don't even think about it. There's no empathy whatsoever when asking these questions and not even considering it because it's groupthink. This is what just happens. This is how it goes. I'm hearing my children. Okay. Everything is fine. We're good. Yeah, so we were talking about groupthink on society. I was also thinking about the witch hunt idea. Now, like, we can think of it, like, obviously, like, Salem witch hunts if we want to. Um, Or just, like, I don't know. It could be with communists. There was, like, the communist witch hunt. But it can also just happen in real life. Like, have you guys ever been a part of a friend group who there's like a drama leader? Like somebody, somebody has drama and they start being like the ringleader of this, this problem and they get everyone else worked up and suddenly before you know it, the whole group hates this person for the thing that they've done and no one's even talked to this person. No one even knows what's going on. They're just following the influence of the one person. But because the group slowly supports the ringleader, now we have an issue. (laughs) I feel like that happens a lot um, when you're younger, oddly enough, and then also when you're an adult. Very strange. Like adolescence, when you're like a little kid, you know... But, like, when you're also an adult, I feel like that'll happen. If you have, like, friend groups, if you socialize. Misfit says, I'm so glad I'm a loner. Yeah, you say that, but you get to see it here, too. You can see it live on streams with streamers. You can watch it happen, whether you're participating or not. You can see it happen. It's insane. You sit here, and you can watch people ringlead and hate each other and troll. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, you're grownups. You don't even know what you're mad about. I was going to raise group cult influence. Cult has negative connotations, but cult following can define a culture. Yeah, there's different forms of cult, right? Um, a cult usually follows a leader, uh, a singular leader. Um, usually they are self-proclaimed for some sort of thing like saving the world or being an instrument or being God themselves or whatever it may be, a leader with all of the answers, generally speaking. And then um, they have a following. So there's definitely a leader, there's a mission, and there's a following. And the biggest part about a cult is that it makes money. So it will make money off of the followers to benefit the cult but not take very good care usually of the followers. It's just they use them kind of as a cash cow or workhorses. So that can apply to really anything. It could be an unofficial cult. It could be a real cult. Um, But that is group influence because everybody starts to follow this one leader and they all become influenced by what they can and cannot do and how each other thinks and the, the culture of it all. Like you said, define a culture. So cult influence, that's a great point as well. That's kind of when it gets a little intense on the stronger side of group influence. So we had also, we were talking about pecking order. We're talking about mean girls, circle jerks. (laughs) I kind of was just talking about that with like, A drama queen or a drama king who riles up the masses and gets them all upset on their behalf can be group influence. Everybody gets mad. Um, The mean girls. The mean girls who are the self-proclaimed cool ones who hate everybody else, you know, they exist everywhere. No matter how old you are, what state of life, you know, stage of life you are in, there's mean girls. The shit stirrer, Misfits says. <laughs> That's group influence. And that kind of group influence, it's so, it seems so petty and so stupid, but it's the stuff that can ruin your day. Like without thinking. Um, the tiny little petty things are the things that stick in our minds and can keep us distracted from real life. So really that circle jerk, m- mean girl type mentality um, is just, It's really, really toxic. It's actually really, really bad. It has a bigger influence on you than maybe um, a larger group influence, maybe. Like an insurrection, right? Like (laughs) that may not have affected you, but maybe the drama that's being caused by someone else in your circle or nearby could ruin your day for a week. (laughs) Not even just a one-day ruined, a week ruined. You know, that stuff is toxic. That's not fair defining who's important who's not and that everyone should follow along accordingly, you know? I think group influence um, can also take some dark turns as well. You know, we did talk about a couple things briefly, like hanging out with people who may be running in different circles um, or operating at a different frequency than you are. But there could also be group influence in a way that can... Really, it's almost like the group mind, the group think replaces the individual voice. And I'm thinking in instances, um, of course, of like addiction, um, but I'm thinking more of like assault, more of like, um, you know, actually harming someone or unaliving them, um, where people, children, kids, adults will collectively come together and suddenly agree on this crazy idea and lives will be lost. And it's because they just agreed that this is a good idea and that group think takes over the personal mind. Right? Like, that's intense. Bullying is a really good example of that um, with the group influence. Because nobody wants to be bullied, so it's easy to acquire people on the bully team, right? Because if you're bullying, then you won't get bullied. So that's, that's usually the frame of mind and they'll get mass, amassed people on their side and then there's somebody being bullied and the group influence is so strong that that person now is, their life is at risk. You know, that's insanity, have you guys ever been a part of or seen something like that in real life? Not just on the news, but have you ever just witnessed something that was so bizarre that you're just like, "How did this just happen? How did it get to that point?" Yeah, Misfit says he has. In that in that situation, I really do believe it's like the heat of the moment. Um, I do believe that in those situations, it is the heat of the moment. It is a passion thing. Um, And it's almost like if somebody else validates this, then it makes it okay because I'm already, I'm close to the edge. Kingwin says, Lord of the Flies. Absolutely. Lord of the Flies is like a perfect example. Good call. Absolutely. The pack mentality against someone else. Or just assuming that everyone else is the bad guy, like the Salem witch hunt. You know, when people are looking for somebody who's bad, who may not have even done it, might not even be guilty whatsoever. But we're still, you know, targeting and searching and creating this all based out of this insecurity and the groupthink. It could also be when people will downplay a situation, like we said, um, but downplay something that's been crazy and then gaslight afterwards. That's groupthink. That sometimes if the group can all be brainwashed or can all accept something that's not true, the group can all accept something that's not true and the group will believe that, despite what the evidence says. It's pretty wild. You have to really stick to your guns, I would say, in order to really be able to differentiate... <laughs> what's going on and who's driving the ship? Who's, who's driving this? Is it your emotions? Is it the group or is it you? What's a good way that you can tell the difference? Have you guys ever been a part of a group mentality or been influenced by a group or an influencer? Um, and how, you know, does anybody have any insight on this? How did it feel? What's the difference? Did anything seem different for you? Um, Hopefully a pacifist comes along. Yeah, right? Somebody to kind of squash the fire. Usually, I'm not going to lie, I am usually the person who's a wet blanket with stuff like that. Like, I get loud. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm perfect, but, like, I am never afraid of confrontation. So when stuff starts going crazy, I am not always the smartest. And I will self-assert and try to stop things that are bigger than me. I've been in that boat before. And it's equally as dangerous. So I do not advise that either. But it really takes just somebody thinking for themselves. You guys, you can't be influenced by the group if you're secure in who you are. You can't be gaslit if you're sure of what you say. And if you're not in a position like that, then start putting yourself in a position where you have to listen to yourself, where you have to ask yourself questions, where you need... To figure this stuff out. Where you need to know what it is that you like. How you feel. And know what that gut feeling is when something's not right. Everybody has a feeling in their body when something's off. All right. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? If you do, tell me where in your body you feel it. Because... Everybody feels it differently. Some people will feel the blood drain out of their legs. Other people will feel their face get flushed. Um, Some people will feel it in their stomach, or they'll get bubble gut, or they'll have to go to the bathroom. Uh, Some people will get itchy. Some people get jittery. It's instinct. It goes in the stomach, Dave says. Mike says in his gut. For me, it's my diaphragm the back of your neck and your head, Wayne, okay, I can feel it in my diaphragm. It just feels like, <coughs> <laughs> it's just this weird feeling, you know. I don't know how to describe it. For me, it's just this, I can feel it in my, the way I breathe. Um, yeah, it can happen nearly anywhere. Knowing where that feels, knowing where that, where that place is and how your body responds is the most important thing. Like hiccups, it is kind of like hiccups actually here's a fun. here's a fun thought. I don't get hiccups at all. <laughs> I never get hiccups. The only time I get hiccups is if I drink like a carbonated something, like when I drink my seltzer, when I first crack it, and if I chug some, I'll get a hiccup initially, but I don't get hiccups. I don't know why, kind of funny, but no, it doesn't feel like a hiccup. It feels like for me. Almost like when you go over a bump and your stomach is like flying for a second, but it's all, it's in the way I breathe. I can't describe it. So maybe it is a stomach, like a pit of your stomach drop. I don't know. It feels higher for me. I'm not sure. If you eat something spicy, you get the hiccups, misfit. <laughs> That's funny. My sister gets the hiccups when she eats bread. I don't know. And apparently it's a thing too. Like it's a, an actual thing. People do that. I don't know. I don't know. But it's important to know what you feel in your body um, because your body always remembers. So we can know easily when we're being influenced by someone else or by a group, when we get that feeling, if it doesn't feel right, then again, it's probably not positive group influence. It's not something to help you because it's going against something that you feel. That's why you feel that. You're feeling something saying that it's not right. It's going against the grain for you. Um, If it's a positive group influence, it's going to be encouraging you to do something um, or keeping you accountable for something. There might be some kind of anxiety in your body there too. Decide where that comes from. For me, if it is something that I might be letting people down on, I'll feel it in my face. happens in my face. It might feel differently for you guys, but that for me, that's a good distinguishing thing. Like, oh, when I feel funky with this, it's actually because I'm embarrassed or I'm letting someone down. That's positive group influence. When I go to the gym, the ladies at the gym want to see me. When I'm not there, they ask about me. I haven't been there in like three weeks now. Um, but they're positive group influence for me. I know that if I don't go, I'm going to hear about it. It doesn't mean it feels good. I do feel bad, you know, when I miss it and I feel bad, sore, but, like, it's a good thing for me. That's positive group influence. It's a different feeling in my body. I sometimes stop short, kind of like when you walk into something knee high and your legs lock up. Oh, yeah, Wayne, that's a great one. Yeah, your body just like, whoop, you can feel it in your legs. Yep, absolutely. Dave says, leaving the comfort zone, though, through positive group influence can help us grow. Absolutely. It's a different thing, though. It's not something holding you back. It should be um, something that's making you nervous. Not scared. Nervous. You know, that's a good thing. We want to move out of our comfort zone. So it's kind of like a fine line of what is positive or helpful and what isn't. It doesn't seem like there's really, you can't define it as one or the other. Group influence is just powerful, period. I mean, look at the Nazis, and how they took over entire countries and people all of germany believed in this regime everybody was totally behind what was going on that's insanity the mass genocide and everyone was okay with it because it was groupthink poof it's a powerful thing if you can become comfortable being uncomfortable i agree It is important to be comfortable, get comfortable when you're uncomfortable, or at least train yourself to think that way. I'm uncomfortable, so I'm going to sit in this and get used to it. That's usually what I tell myself. Time to get cozy. (laughs) I hate this. It's time to get cozy. (laughs) Totally true. North Korea. Currently, Dave says, yeah, groupthink right there. Holy Toledo. It's like a powder keg. Everything. All these little things. All over the place. So groupthink can be very positive. It can be very destructive. And it can also form us as human beings. Our upbringing, our culture, our society, the social norms, the expectations we hold ourselves to and hold each other to. A lot of this comes from group influence. So it's really important that the group that is influencing you is one that can help you grow and not just somebody who's going to be taking from you or making you drop below your normal level. You don't want people stooping down low, and you don't want to stoop down low to reach them. Keep your energy where it is. Be true to yourself and find people that inspire you to do more, who hold you accountable to make you a better person, who encourage you, who give you tools and resources, not try to convince you, not try to push their agenda on you. And in turn, you can become that influence as well. But you have to get out of your comfort zone. And you also have to know yourself. To know who you are means you can't be easily influenced. So get to know yourself. Stay safe out there. (laughs) It's wild. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. This was a fun chat. Little live speedballing, spitballing, little live spitballing, and brainstorming on the topic of groupthink and group influence. I hope that this just kind of put some new thoughts and considerations in your mind as you go about your days, as you look back and reflect on some situations or relationships that may have already passed for you. Really... Get a good handle on what your group looks like. Who's your inner circle? Where are you spending your time? Where are you investing your resources? And is it good enough? Should you raise the bar higher? As always, I hope you guys have a wonderful <laughs> existence. Keep it real. Keep it a buck. Thanks for joining. Tune in Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. Check us out, smokylive.com. And I'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in and joining us for the Smoke Show Podcast. Super grateful for another episode and for each one of you, not only the current listeners, but the people who come in on stream, who bring their ideas, their stories, their insight, the people who check in and encourage each other between episodes, and for my moderator team, who keeps us a safe space when we're recording and keeps the show running long after the cameras are off. It's my hope that you guys can take a little something from this, reach out, interact, and build better connections with yourselves and each other. You guys are the realist, and the reason that I'm doing this And I assure you that I am learning far more from you than you are from me. So your knowledge and your presence is invaluable. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you have hit the favorites. Save us so that you can come back and revisit or come and see and check out future episodes. If you'd like to join us live on stream, join us on YouTube or on my other streaming platforms each week. You can find the details at smokylive.com. S-M-O-K-E-Y-L-I-V-E.com. Find me there and you can ask me direct questions. You can find our Instagram updates on the latest contests, the news, and upcoming episodes. Thanks again, guys. Until next week.